What's up, everybody? It's Moonshine, Shotgun Mulligan Podcast. Sitting here with my boy, CC Stats. What's going on, brother? Happy Cinco de Mayo! Cinco de Mayo, let's go. What's up, everybody? Your boy, CC Stats, coming hard tonight, boys. <laughs> coming hard. Those beers down, little... Buddy. What you drinking there, Stats? Uh, well, let me pull this out of the koozie here. I don't want to spill it. This is a brand new from Fairwinds. Brewing Company here in good old Lorton VAA, Palito de Mayo. Nice. Very, very well, similar. Specialty brew. Yeah, very similar to a uh, Pacifico. I, that's the, that's kind of what it reminds me of a little bit. I love Pacifico. That's my yeah. favorite um, Mexican beer. Pacifico. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's after I've already drank a Golden Shellback 22-ounce bomber bottle uh, aged in tequila barrels. That's 9%. Right. Embracing, embracing the holiday, your boy, man. Your boy is all <laughs> in. CC stats. I was about to bring my uh, El Himador tequila, but <laughs> but no. Tonight, got that old old trusty, baby. Slidey mighty. Yeah, I got to get me some more of that. The problem is I ain't got no more room for beer in the closet. It's dangerously smooth, man, for an yes. IP. I mean, it's not too high in alcohol, but... Um, it's a nice beer to just drink and kind of feel like a light beer, but also got has some taste, you know. It's good good patio drinking beer. Yeah. It's got that little fruit extract or whatever. That's right. It's tasty right. stuff. So how you doing, Moonshine? How's how's the golf game? It's going all right. I mean, I was filling you in a little bit that uh, you know, I played last Saturday for the first time in a while and I got a lesson, virtual lesson that we kind of were talking about a little bit last week and uh, put some things in work and it's kind of one of those things that I and I told you that the front nine you know I was missing some things I uh, was slicing my driver off the first two tees and you know started horrible I started triple triple I'm like great this is gonna be a wonderful day <laughs> but in the back of my head though I scrambled like out of the trees my irons into the greens felt good I just you know two putted and ended with triples because I hit OB both both tee boxes so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to pull out the three wood, start mashing the three wood because I love my three wood. I don't know why I don't hit it off the tee, but I'm just trying to get down my my driver and um, started to put together like a little bit better holes in the front nine. And then back nine, I had a couple eagle putts. I, you know, was starting to hit pretty consistent drives. My irons felt pretty decent. Um, so the score didn't, didn't show it, but uh, I felt good about some progress. That That grip feels a little strange doing the the overlap yeah. rather than the interlock, <clears throat> but it feels better. Like I actually feel like those hips are kind of coming through a little bit more. And um, I've been noticing on the range this week, kind of carrying over because I made it a mission. Like I'm going to be able to hit this driver. So I realized I'm just, I just was getting too short in the backswing, kind of like you said. And once I'm getting my full back to the target, I hit it straight and I don't, nice. I don't slice it. Cause I, I must've just been coming way over the top. Cause I wasn't, making enough of a shoulder turn probably it's always coming good. back like halfway well and it's always good too to you, you go out with no expectations and you might not be overall overly happy with the results but you can start to feel the changes coming on and you're like it's a positive thing to walk away with and be like all right this is what i did good this is what i didn't didn't and i don't want to say not good but not so good and take that to the range and then translate it and boom, go back out and do it all over again. And then you start putting it together. Um, yeah, man, that's good stuff. Glad to hear that. And it's always good to walk away from the golf course knowing you could easily have picked up a few shots, but not be too disappointed by your round. Yeah. It wasn't one of those where I'm like, Hey, Hey boys, I should have shot 85 or whatever, you know, the bit where you're just going to 
say, but it, it just felt good. Some of the shots felt good and, and I went like par par and then the consistency wasn't there. So I went double, double bogey and then I went par par. So, I mean, it's just, you know, there's some little flashes of some stuff coming together. I just got to bring it together, take those doubles down to a bogey, you know, yep. just, um, just do a little bit more tweaking and I just need to play more. Yeah. Me too. Um, we all do. Me, right. <laughs> me too. Can't tell you what the clubs look like. I guess I'll be back out on the course next a week from Saturday with the first T kids of with the first TDC, Denny McCarthy, if you're listening, first TDC, don't forget about the politics and pros, Denny McCarthy. We want you to play. Um, start our spring two session next week. So I'll be back out. Uh, I think that'll kind of give me a little bit more of an itch um, mm. to kind of practice a little bit more, maybe stay after and practice a little bit, maybe get out and play one afternoon on a, on a, either a Saturday morning or maybe a, a late afternoon Sunday or Saturday afternoon. So yeah, man, good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff man. So uh, we were, we were talking a little about uh, earlier through text that uh, this premier golf league is getting this crazy buzz now again. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. I literally just was scrolling Instagram today. You were bringing it up and it's all over the place. It's blowing up. So yeah. What's your feelings about all this stuff? I, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of the details. I know it got brought up what, maybe a year ago when they started talking about it, maybe a little right. less. And then it was hushed like poof, it was gone and nobody heard anything about it. And then all of a sudden it comes back up again yesterday at how they are, been recruiting over the past few weeks uh we're telling you about an article that um uh how they've been recruiting in the florida area over the past few weeks and they're offering up to like 20 million dollars for guys to play which is or which or 30 million dollars to play which is crazy it's nuts i mean that's baseball money that's that's bryce harper money for right. somebody to go play golf i mean that's pretty that's unbelievable and then coming out and some of the guys they've talked about, Johnson, Rose, Kepka, Mickelson, I told you right before we jumped on, out of all those guys, there's two guys that I think I could see that ha- see maybe biting at it. Kepka and Mickelson. Mm-hmm. I just think – I think DJ – I can't see DJ doing it. I think he's – I think deep down he's got the integrity and he, and he knows where he's kind of come from. He kind of worked his way up. Right. Something about Kepka and Mickelson. I mean, Mickelson's got nothing to lose. He's 52 years old, 51 years old. What's he got to lose? Nothing. He's, He's not. Already, yeah. He hasn't won in a few years on tour. He's winning on the Champions Tour. Now, they might ban him from the Champions Tour, but so what? He just guaranteed himself $25, $30 million a year to go over there. And maybe he can do some – and he can do some broadcasting. Right. So, I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting. I think Rory's comments – this afternoon at the Wells Fargo where he's talking about um, he's talking about the integrity of, uh, of the game. Um, so people can see, see it for what it, what it is, which is a money grab, which I, I kind of agree. I'm playing this game to try to cement my place in history and my legacy and to win major championships and to win the biggest tournaments in the world. The, if the PGL or the SGL, whatever they're going to call it comes in, I think it's going to have to be well-established for some time for any of these guys to kind of jump over. Um, yeah. I'd be shocked if more than one or two guys join, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. It sounds like it's all, I, I haven't read it deep, deep into it, but it sounds like it's all Saudi money. That's trying to get this going. Oh yeah. I know they're big into golf. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess 
So if guys are playing the SGL, does that mean they can't play in the PGA Championship? They can't play in the U.S. Open? I would think. I mean, because especially if PGA is coming out hard on this, I don't think they made a statement on on that, whether people they would allow people to come back and play um, when they, this was a buzz years ago. But I guess, I guess it'd just be that one golf league that they kind of yeah. sign up. And, I mean, I'm sure in their contract it might even be like, oh, this is your, you know, the Premier Golf League's your – uh, tour so you know you can't participate in the PGA tour when which I think that would be a, a rough move for some of these middle tier guys that could have a chance of losing their card anyways I think that would be yep. not a smart move because if you lose your card because you jump over this premier golf league and then you can't work your way back on the tour if this if this league kind of shuts down or I don't know I see it being kind of a XFL type situation um I unless a lot of the big guys go over. I mean, if you get the Kepkas, the Thomas, Spieth, all these top twenty guys, Finau, some of those that actually buy in and they kind of roll over to this, then that's a different story. But if you get a lot of these top guys like Rory and and so on that don't participate, it's it's gonna fall out. There's no chance. I think that's a good point because if you got let's just say you get three or four guys out of the top. 70 you know a Kepka, somebody who's in the 30s somebody who's like in the 40 you know and they start building and and they people start seeing how they're doing and maybe they're not playing as many tournaments i would assume that they're not going to play 36 40 tournaments a year for this tour or whatever it is and then some more guys buy in and more guys buy in. now i think that's going to be the hard part it's just like it's like you said the xfl like the nfl is the mainstay like they run the gambit from January to December. I mean, they have one, they have something every month. I think it's going to be very, I could just, I feel like it would be very difficult for the SGL to kind of butt up against the PGA tour schedule, maybe in the fall, maybe that's when they kind of give it a run when the PGA yeah, tour is kind of dying down and starting to come back up with their, some of their events, with their wraparound, mm-hmm. but you get into March to July, August, like that's prime, that's prime season for the PJ tour. Yeah. You have, a, you basically have a major, I mean, not all majors, but you have four majors, you have the uh, players championship and then you have the FedEx cup playoffs all done before August. So I think, I just feel like it's going to be difficult. And I need to look more into this, the player impact program that they've created. It's, which is apparently an initiative designed to encourage players to become more invested in the tour and fan engagement. Um mm-hmm. Which is interesting, considering the year that everybody's been through, that they kind of put this out there. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they want more fan engagement now more than ever. Uh, well, didn't somebody come out and say that they're not in there for a popularity contest or something? Yeah. I forget who it was. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think it's that. I think it's just a tactic that the PGA Tour is trying to bring more people to the game, get more eyes on it. I mean, that brings in more revenue for them, but I think it's a decent investment. Um, well, I think I think part of that too is, and you know this, the amount of people that have picked up golf clubs since March of last year of 2020. I mean, the golf industry is booming with the number of people that are spending on golf. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the tour want to embrace the fan engagement now more than ever? I right. Mean, I mean, you have the PGA Championship coming up in two weeks, and. I, I get emails because I joined the PGA tour fan council. I don't read every single one of them that they send me. They send me one every two or three weeks, but there's a survey here or there. So I'll respond. And I think there's more to it than that, but 
I, I, I don't disagree that they, sh you know, the fan engagement is, is key right now more than ever, because you, the number of people that you're trying to get into the game of golf and the game of golf has a re really good potent, a good chance of kind of booming even bigger and getting more people into the game, younger, young to old. I mean, probably 10 to 70. I mean, there's right. probably people that never touched the club that all started playing. So. Well, and the Instagram and all these social media platforms are huge for golf because all all these guys that I've talked to that are new to the game this year through COVID and and are getting into it or amped up, they're on Instagram all day watching videos, watching instruction. Yeah. They're seeing other people be able to hit ridiculous shots and, you know, all these highlights and things like that. And then they're tuning in the PGA Tour. You know, we're talking about it at work all the time with guys that, had no background in golf and never played their entire life. So it's, it's crazy. So well, it's, you, it's smart of them to really go after that, you know, opportunity to bring more people in, bring more well, with the, in plat the, game. the platforms that you have, you can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your laptop. You can watch it on your TV without having, I mean, so many people are cutting the cord. You can watch all of this stuff. So, you can watch it on ESPN plus you can watch it on Amazon. Like there's so many different ways to watch golf. You know, why wouldn't they do what they're trying to do? I, I don't, I don't know how the breakdown, the pool money breaks down. I guess, I mean, if you send out 20 tweets a month, do you get more money than the guy that only sends out five tweets? I mean, right. I don't know, but it, it kind of makes sense because I feel like there are some guys that are more prevalent on social media than others. Um, but it might be that I've seen a few guys, a few more guys being a little bit more um, out there with their social media. And I, I'm curious, what does this look like for the corn fairy guys? Cause there's been some, I, I follow some corn fairy guys just like you do. Mm -hmm. There's some guys that I think are out there on the corn fairy that are probably posting now, posting more now than they ever were. Yeah. Well, and uh, even the people we've interviewed, you know, on the corn fairy, these corn fairy guys are, are all over Instagram. I mean, they're, yeah. You know, they're posting a lot. I think they were even coming up on my feed more than PGA Tour players. Um, it's probably maybe, maybe due to a younger crowd and things like that. But, yeah. Um, but that would be interesting if the Corn Ferry takes off. But they just uh, announced a couple of days ago that they're, all their uh, championship purses are um, – what they, they have to be at least $1 million or something. Is that yeah, what it was? Yeah, I think that's – I didn't read it. I saw, the, I saw an article come across. I didn't, I didn't read it, but I saw that, and I was like – I saw everybody praising it. I mean, that's awesome for the, for the guys in the Corn Ferry Tour that they're going to get more um, – the payouts are going to be bigger. I mean, look at where they – I mean, and especially this year. I don't know. If, obviously, it's not going to happen this year, but this year they're all staying in the continental United States for the most part, other than I think going to Bermuda. Mm -hmm. um that's that's awesome it's good for them it's good for the guys that are up and coming i mean look at the college kids that are playing now that in a year or two might be on the corn ferry kind of working their way up so right it's yeah, a little bit more them. um more of a goal and aspiration not just to make it to the tour but you know it it brings a little more value to the corn ferry tour and none of these guys these guys are too good on the corn ferry to be scraping by like even if they're pulling in a decent you know, annual income, you know, you, you think about it. Cause when we talked to David Coker and these other guys, you know, they have to pay out their caddy, they have to pay out this and that they have to pay their travel and that adds up. So these guys aren't living, some of them, unless they're to the top, you know, close to being on the tour or, right. or had some wins, you know, they're probably not living too high. 
um, just kind of getting by trying to make it to the big tour, you know? Yeah, here's the breakdown. So 2021 regular season events are 600,000. 2022, it'll be 750. And by 2023, it'll be a million. Awesome. And then regular season finale, one event would be 750 this year. It's 850, 1.25. And then it'll go from a million. It'll be a million 20 for the finals, a million in 21 and 22, and then 1.5 and 23. So, yeah, that's um, – here's a quote that says it. The numbers speak for themselves, Langley said. I think I'm guessing this is maybe Scott Langley. I could be wrong. I haven't read the whole article, but – yeah, good for them. I mean, it's great for the it's great for the corn fairy. It's it's good for the guys that are coming up, and um, I'm excited for them. Yeah, I wonder if it has to do a little bit with the recent success of some of these corn fairy guys coming on the PGA Tour. I mean, I remember at times there'll be a, you know, back when um, it was Web.com and things. Occasionally, someone would come up and they'd get a win or they they do well on tour pretty quick. And and a lot of the guys, you know, kind of work their way up to the Web.com back when it was that, but recent success like Will Zalatoras, you got all these guys that have came on and, and actually become pretty close in contention or made the jump, got their card, and then within a year have really been a factor on tour. Um, it's just becoming a more level playing field. I mean, those guys are all very talented. They're just right on the cusp. Just takes like a little bit, you know. Well, I think you. I've seen lately too, you see all the guys that, that, that they're promoting – from the corn fairy tour that are going to make the jump in the next couple of years. I mean, Davis Riley is tour bound. Um, Jaeger, I'm sure. Right. Cause Jaeger's well, Jaeger's been on tour before, but here's, here's uh Davis Riley. Um, I saw this the other day. Uh, this is a comment. Oh, this is from Scott Langley. Yeah. He was the one that quoted on that. There was somebody else um, that I saw that's going to make the jump. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. Um, so who is this? Lipsky? David Lipsky? No. Yeah, David Lipsky. Yeah, I think it was Lipsky. I think he's he's too. coming to the tour. I mean, so there you got you got some guys that are that can compete. I mean, Davis Riley, you know, Pendrith is probably gonna he's gonna make the jump next year, you mm-hmm. know, and he hits the ball a mile. Um, it'll be cool to see some of these younger guys that hit the ball just as far as the JTs and the Spees and you know, whoever else to try to give the guys like DeChambeau a run for the money. I mean, it's, it's interesting. <clears throat> I always think back to growing up in the nineties and eighties and nineties, you watch all these guys play the guys that are on the champions tour now. And now they're all, you know, and now I'm like, Oh, those are the guys that I watched growing up. And now here's all the young guys that I'm, I'm watching now. And my, my son's watched growing up or his son's watching now. So right. yeah, it's interesting to see some of these younger guys um, like Lipsky and Pendrith and, Coker, you know, I'm sure he'll he's going to be up there, and Dylan Wu that we've interviewed, and uh, uh, Lauer, uh, Justin Lauer. So yeah, it's pretty exciting for those guys. I'm happy for them. Yeah, me too. So uh, you know, rolling into the PGA Tour last week, Valspar. Um, I don't know if people have been listening. They got to get on our DGen and DK <laughs> picks. I mean, I know what we may have to reschedule and start doing some Tuesday nights so people can get in their DK lineups because. Um, hopefully they've been putting our DGen bets in in time because your boys are always in the mix. Did you know you, what did, my my DGen bet my bets my one dollar bets? Um, I didn't didn't get the winner because I was betting for winners. I did some top twenties that did well, but Tringali, I think I had had three of the top five. So the nice. sweat the sweat was real. 
I did not win one nickel last week. Not one penny, not nothing. So don't listen to my picks. I was hot to start on our DK uh, pool, but did not win anything in our DK picks. The uh, the account has not is not as swole as people would say as it was a couple weeks ago. But it's okay. You gotta right. get on those no brainer boosts, man. Oh, don't worry. Keep your I, on. There's a new one. There's a new one that came out this morning that that goes active on Saturday night. <laughs> yep. uh, has nothing to do with golf. Nope. Russell Westbrook to score half a point. So we all know that's going to happen. Right. Watch um, him get hurt or something. That'd be horrible. <clears throat> yeah. Well, hopefully they cancel that bet if that happens. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The DK picks have been uh, pretty good for your boy Moonshine lately. Yeah. Been on fire. Yeah. First and seconds, man. Killing it. Your boy, uh, Callie Craig with another big win last week. Yeah. He's, he's probably gone up the leaderboard to be honest. Cause he snakes out a win every now and then. Well, I was looking at that the other day. Hold on here. Let me see. Looking at our league and this is running since last year. And Callie Craig has rolled in. He's competed in 54 of our events placed one, seven times. And he's placed 14 times for $462.15. Damn. We need to get Callie Craig on the pod. Yeah. Your boy, uh, Taco T, a.k.a. CC Stats, has ran in 49 events, seven first place, uh, nine placed events for $319. Moonshine has done 45 events, seven, seven wins as well, 10 plays for $356.85. And then there's Trackman, who's bringing up the rear, but still pretty respectable, uh, 37 events, three first place, nine place events for $210. Pretty good. That's a pretty good com- com- combo between your three boys. Yeah, doing all right. Yeah, doing all right. Given, the, given that most of those are $5 buy-ins, I mean – we're coming out pretty pretty decent there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if we're going to roll into our DK picks, looks like we had nine people that made their picks. I had no idea where to go this week. I mean, I kind of had a couple of guys, but – Yeah. I've been – I felt a, like – I felt good the past couple of weeks where yeah. I've done well, but this week I'm lost. It's one of those – it's almost like the Masters for me. I'm lost during the Masters and always I, – I make horrible bets during the Masters. I don't know what it is, but all the good players are playing – you you never know who's going to play well, really, at Augusta. I mean, the coverage makes makes you think that everybody's going to win. But, yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat. So, you want to roll in? Yeah, let's roll in. I, um, I, I, I won't say that I'm confident. The only one I'm not really confident on is the guy who's my most expensive. Like, but he's played well, I'll, I'll, and I'm not going to throw him that's out not, there. That's not good. You're not confident with the top I'm guy. not confident, but I know that he can – I know that – I'll get to him in a minute. I know that he can do it. And I'll tell you why when we get to that pick. So, I'm going to roll out my first one, the cheapest value out there, and he's a moonshine favorite over the past couple weeks. <laughs> and we've already thrown his name out on the podcast once tonight. Denny McCarthy at $7,200. Oh, nice. Denny McCarthy. Like Over it. his last few events, he's played good. 39th, 13th, 34th, and 3rd. Actually, and then a 55th and a 26th. So, Denny McCarthy, don't forget about First TDC. Come play the politics and pros at TPC Avenue or TPC Potomac Farms. We'd love to have you on July 26th. But anyway, Denny McCarthy is my least, least, uh, least valued player this week. 
but a high value. I don't know why you're nervous about – or you're not nervous about him, right? You're nervous no. about your top guy. Because Denny has <clears> – <throat> I don't think he's got it quite yet to win. Um, he's got the talent to win, but, you yep. know, he's been creeping up the leaderboard on Thursday, Fridays. He makes the cut, though. He makes the cut, and he usually has been finishing pretty well throughout the whole season. So that's a solid pick. Um, coming in at 7,000, my bottom tier. Ooh, seven grand. 7,000. It's low. It's, it's going to be a stretch. This is like, it's one of those weeks. It's hit or miss boys. Uh, Jonathan Vegas. Ooh. I've been hearing a little buzz about it. Um, supposedly he's a bad putter, right? Mm -hmm. They were saying, but, um, I think he's had some pretty good finishes there and I think he hits the ball pretty long. So that's going to be, that's one of those stats with this week when I was kind of looking in and my recent research, um has been recency effect a little bit if they've played well there and um and then a couple stats so i kind of scan a few of the stats that kind of make sense with the course and um it worked the last couple of weeks so hopefully it works um, he, was, well, he was one up there quell hollow you gotta you gotta hit the ball in the fairway that's yeah. that's the key there i mean you get especially coming down that home stretch if you're not in the fairway it's going to be very very difficult so it's brutal my next pick um over his last couple, yeah, okay, not great. But you know what? It's $7,700. He's got a 77th, a third, a 41st. And the third was at the Honda Classic. So that's a tough course. And his 18th was at Bay Hill, also a tough course. So this is my – that's my reasoning behind this pick. 7700 Brendan Steele. All right. He's, he's a great player. He could, he could do it. He could do like it. it. He's won, so. <laughs> this one, I might get chirped, all right? So, uh, has not played well. So, this is one of those that's just left field. But this one's going back on, has played very well at Quell Hollow. Oh, I might it's, know who it is. It's trending much better. Yep. But not guess. great still. Let me Go guess. Go ahead. Your boy, Tricky Ricky. Yep. Yeah! <laughs> 7,800, baby. He went from – Low totem pole, 124 at uh, at the players. Came back with the Honda 65, cut it in half, and then his last tournament, Valero, was 17th. So that's, your, that's your number two pick, correct? I w yeah. I would love him to play play well this week. He just, I'd love Rick to be in the top 10 and just get some good energy going. Because he got the special invite to the PGA, right? He did. He did. Yeah, him he and did Cat, our, boy, our, boy John, our boy John Catlin, past guest on the At Shotgun Mulligan podcast. Quickly before we go to the third one, just a real snippet. Did you watch the playoff, though, with Catlin? And, um, I did not. I was texting you guys. I So I was at home until like 11.10, and I saw him stick it on 18 to like five feet. And I'm like, oh. And he missed it, I guess, mm -hmm. on, on the last hole. And then I go to our baseball game, and it was like four holes in, and I was trying to get updates, and it was like I don't know if it was stuck. And I was like, that's why I texted you guys. I'm like, did he win? You're like, oh yeah, he won. But no, I did not say. I saw the guy made an eight later on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if but you no. haven't listened to that podcast, people listen up. I mean, he's he's got the invite to the PGA Championship. That playoff was cool, man. Like they were just going back and forth. One guy was sinking a putt. The other guy, they just were saving a lot of things. And then Catlin's bunker shot, so he puts this one. Almost hits it in the water because they played the par three was their playoff mm. hole. I 18. think five, yeah, five times or whatever. And uh, so he hits hits the ball, hits the board, you know, right on the edge of the water. 
bounces up, goes in the bunker, has no green to work with, and just hits this flush bunker shot and then saves his par, and the other guy missed and then parred, and then he went back, and then he won the last one. It was wow. sick. The bunker shot was ridiculous. They're like, oh, there's no way he's going to get this within, you know, 10 feet, and he puts it within, I think, like five or six feet then drains the putt. Well, and he's he's won three times. Well, now it's been three times in his last 15 events on the European Tour. I know he's, he's a on big fire. Su- He's a big su- supporter of uh, short game gains with um, some of their um, tools and tools and um, training aids that they have. The short game gains kind of helped him with his putting. It's from what I follow on Instagram. So, yeah, John Catlin, uh, PGA Championship invite, along with Ricky Fowler, who's your number two pick, who's also my number three pick. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Ricky, let's go. I think that's why we're so nervous is that he has the potential, but these some of these guys – they could do it, but we'll see. Well, and he's made 10 of 15 cuts, so it's not terrible. Right. I mean, he just – his, you know, total was – well, he hasn't he had a couple decent rounds, but then he'll shoot – it's kind of like speed yeah. stuff, but then he shoots a 79 or an 80 yep. or whatever. Yeah. So, so, good luck for Rick. All right, so go to your number three because I've already given you mine. All right, my number three coming in at 8,100. It's a moonshine special. Usually <laughs> – um, I'll give you a clue, stats, that it's usually my special when he is playing in the Caribbean. Sebastian Munoz. No. <laughs> Emiliano uh, Grillo. Grillo. <laughs> he, hasn't, he didn't play well last week. He was, he, uh, was 70th, but, you know, he's, he's played well this year. A lot of top 25s. And uh, RBC, he was second. So, he's one nice. of those guys that could, that could be in the mix. So, we'll see. All right, my number four, my number four pick, going with an Irishman, and it's not Rory McIlroy. I know it. Two, two top tens, 12 out of 15 cuts made. Um, the last tournament he played, and he finished ninth at the RBC, finished 21st at the Masters, and 36th and 5th at the Players in the Honda. Good old Shane Lowry, Mike like, Lowry's brother. I like some Shane Lowry. I do like Shane Lowry. Keeps it in the fairway. It's all that matters. Keep it in the fairway. It's a straight, smooth player, you know. Yep. He's just one of those easy breezy guys to watch, you know. Exactly. Kind of like 80- watching Ernie Els to me is what yep. it's like. Cheap 8,200, Shane Lowry. That's a good one. I was on the fence. I almost took him. We always copy in the picks, man. <laughs> Our brains are starting to think alike, talking to each other every week. So, uh, my next one, he was brought up a little bit earlier on the podcast, coming in the 8,400 has been playing very well the last few weeks. He's one of those recency effects. We got a 13 at the Honda, ninth at the Valero, and the third last week. Your boy Cameron Tringali. Ooh, he's sticking with Cameron Tringali. Yeah, I believe he's a he's, Wake Forest graduate, too. Yeah. Nice. yeah he's, 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 kinda, he's going well, man. Yeah, he's got it going lately. He's kind of getting it all dialed in for the for the, the big run here. So, yeah, good for – I like that pick. That's, that's probably a pretty solid pick there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. We'll see. All right, my next pick at number five, coming in at a cheap $8,900. $8,900, Abraham Answer. Oh, Abe. Abe. Abe Answer. Ooh, whoops. Hold on. I just lost Abe. Took him out of my lineup. I'll bring him up because he's my next pick. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. We're going to be like on each other's team this weekend. I mean, his last one, two, three, four, five, six events, he hasn't finished outside the top 30. Yeah. Top 20, top 26. That's money in your pocket, man. 
Yeah, his, his 26th was his, was his worst finish, and that was at the Masters. That's crazy. I'm going to have to drop like $5 on him on a D-Gen pick. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> might, have, might have to. <laughs> well, even other than that, he, um, he only has two, I think, two tournaments outside of the top 25. Is it two? Yeah, this year. That's Three. crazy. He's got an 84. So, CJ Cup, Zozo, and the Genesis. Uh, Sony Open and Genesis, I think. Other than that, he's been top 20. On That's Sony International on the Euro Tour, but other than that, he's been top 25. That's crazy. That's insane. And the Sony Open. Oh, yeah, you just said Sony Open. Mm-hmm. 74th at the Sony. That's Hawaii, though. Who cares? Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like it. That's why I took it, too. So, so that's your number four? Yep. So what's your top four? Oh, that was my number five. So that's your number five, correct? All right. So my the one that makes me a little nervous, I don't know why, but he's played strong. He just hasn't played a lot. Good old Mr. Hybrid, Trackman's favorite. Webb. Good old Webb, Webb Simpson, <laughs> playing in his home state of North Carolina. I thought about Webb. I like the pick. I like it. He's got five top tens, 11 out of 12 cups made. Finished ninth at the RBC, 12th at the Masters. I, I think it's a pretty good pick. I had him initially, but then I, I took him out. And you know why I took him out is, is length. Because, I mean, it's 70 it, – what is it, 7,600 or 7,900 or something. But when you're hitting hybrids out of the rough, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not if you're hitting hybrids off every tee, man. He's going to be hybrid, hybrid, <laughs> hybrid onto a par five. Listen, I don't think – I don't – Length there is not like length at some other courses. I think Webb has enough length to get around that course. And I think he's been in the mix there before, um, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I don't know. There was something like I saw Webb and it's in North Carolina and I know he's from there. He's playing well. Like I would just, but, just but the distance me. there, I think I, I saw that. I think Pat Mayo, he has some pretty good stats about uh, prior tournaments. He said that I think it was the last eight years or something or six years, uh, the person that's won it's been kind of towards the top on driving distance, or right, to, or, or, or off the tee strokes gain. Good stat. So good stat. All which right. makes me wonder whether Bryson could win this week, but nor do well, I want him to win. But I hope not because I put a couple of dollars on him not to make the cut. <laughs> oh really? I like it. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, who you got? Who's your top pick? Oh, so my top pick coming in, 9,800, 13 to 14 cuts, playing well, old Victor Hovland. Mm, I like it. He was he was in one of my ideal picks there. I almost I, – I liked him, but I was like, yeah, something pulled me to web. He is, he is one of those guys, you know. He's, he's good, and it's never a bad pick, but – No. That's why we're kind of on the fence. All these guys could play well this week, but we don't really have any of the flashy names, to be honest. No. I'm looking back at the 2019 Wells Fargo. So, you know who won the 2019? Oh, I, oh, I had it. Uh, Ricky, right? Nope. No, Homa. Max Homa. Yeah. Max Homa beat Joel Damon. And then you got Rose and Garcia were the tied for – was third and fourth. Ricky was fourth, tied for fourth. Casey Duffner, Stanley, and then your boy Johnny Vegas. Rory yeah, I forgot that Max Homa won that because that was yeah. his first win, right, on tour? Yep, yep. 
Um, yeah. Well, I like our picks. I think they're pretty yeah. solid picks. I, I would uh, have to look at a couple of those and maybe um, throw a couple of dollars on your bets or my bets and see what happens out there. So, um, yeah, ought to be interesting. And I, I, and I think the field obviously is pretty strong this week. You know, next year, the um, Wells Fargo will be played in our hometown of Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. At oh, TPC, that's right. TPC Potomac at Avenel Farms because Quail Hollow will be hosting, um, was it the PGA Championship? I think so. Um, so, yeah, so that'll, it'll be hosted up here um, in May. So that'll be fun to go watch that tournament play. Yeah, that'll be awesome because they pull and, some good guys usually yeah. every year. Yeah, and especially where that tournament is, it's two weeks before the PGA. So, you you know, I think TPC Potomac would get a pretty good draw. I don't know where they're playing next week. Um, mm-hmm. But I would bet – I would it would be fun to kind of watch that first weekend in May. Um, right, because before a major championship, you usually have some de- good guys that like to play, you know, the week before a major, and then yep. you get a lot of the top guys that decide, you know, I'm not going to play. Yeah. And they just go, you know, practice or whatever. But – Let's so degen th- bets, man. Let's roll into some. You got any degens in yet? Uh, of course I do. Hold on, let me save those. Okay, degen bets. I got them up here. Let's see. Oh, gotta log back in. All right, degen bets for the week. I you don't want my parlay that I lost thanks to the uh, Nats losing, so that's done. Um, let's see. I got a to make to make the cut. No. Bryson DeChambeau, dollar pays 410. I got a straight up forecast, straight forecast, cheap dollar bet. Victor Hovland to finish second, Xander Shoffley to finish first, pays 326. They finished in that order. I'm a big fat winner. I forgot about the straights. Oh, the straight forecaster. <laughs> the straights are silly. Yeah. Uh, top five, I got a Harold Varner who's been playing strong lately. Harold Varner, dollar pays 17. To win, we talked about him on my team and your team. Ricky Fowler, dollar pays eighty-one bucks. Uh, good old Abe pays a dollar to pay wins thirty-six. So those currently, that's what I have right now. Love it. Uh, those are my DGen picks. I, I want to throw this out there real quick. This has nothing to do with this week, but last week this guy had won at Pebble Beach a couple years ago. And I was pulling for him to win in the get in the top five last week at the Valspar. He's a lefty. He's not Phil Mickelson. I was pulling for Ted Potter to win me a couple bucks, getting the oh, top Ted five, Potter. and he let me down. He let me down last week. <laughs> he played well last week. Yeah, yeah. So those are my D-Gen picks of the week. I might throw a couple more dollars of cash around. We'll see. So um, you want me to go with my two uh, – you know how I have the funny D-Gen picks of the week. A couple go for of it. Go for it. Wyndham, mm-hmm. Wyndham Clark, one buck, ooh. wins you 301. Ooh, ooh. He's a long driver, man. That's going on that tactic. So What's we'll it, what are his odds? Uh, you win three hundred and one. So what is that plus? Uh, plus three thousand, thirty thousand, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Wyndham Clark. I'm I'm trying to find him. Jeez, it flips. Oh, there he is. Yep, Wyndham there he Clark, is, right baby. there. Young Hunt on and Joseph Bramblett. <laughs> Von Taylor, one buck, same odds, three hundred one. He came out of nowhere last week, and I think he was top 10 at least for a while, and then he fell out, I think, on Sunday. You know who else is at plus 30,000? Who's that? Good old Harry. <laughs> hey, I did see that. Harry Higgs. I couldn't, I couldn't pull Higgs. I don't think he's got it in him. Uh, three quick hitters for one buck to win 175. 
James Hahn, Pat Perez, and Vegas. All right. James Hahn's been up in the yeah in, uh, in there. And then with you on the rookie bet, Tringali, Answer, Hovland um, are my other ones. One buck. So I'll have to get on some of those straights, but those one buck to win one seventy five or it's one seventy six, the Vegas, Pat Perez, or Han. I don't think Pat Perez will win, but that'd be cool. But James Hahn and Jonathan Vegas, I definitely think could win a tournament. Um, so you know who I could see finishing inside the top is this top five? Top four. And he's played well lately. I'm going to put a bet in right now while we're live. Well, not live, recording. Live, live recording, whatever you want to call it. I'm putting a dollar bet for Tom Hoagie to finish in the top five. I like that. I like that bet. Tom Hoagie. Plus three, plus the plus 3,300 to finish in the top five. Scott I Hamilton. Like that bet. I like it. Scott Hamilton, past guest yep. on at Shotgun Mulligan Podcast. Give her, give her a listen. Um, there's a couple other out there. I saw that, um, one of the on the PGA Tour, a couple of the guys that you should keep an eye out on, like the big big gamble, Bronson Burgoon. He's plus twenty five thousand. You can win a couple bucks there. Um, Norlander, something about Norlander. He played well early in the season, but he's kind of fallen off. Same thing with Sabatini. <clears throat> um, the guy who I think is poised to win just can't kind of keep it all together is Doc Redman. Yeah. He's got the game. He's one of those young talent that can play, but he's kind of a Sam Burns type guy to me. Yeah. But, and then Sammy pulled it out, so we'll see. I thought I thought Sam Burns had no ch- shot at winning last Same. week. I literally didn't watch Sunday because I was busy, but two, I'm like, Sam's going to lose. Keegan's probably going to, you know, win this. And, and he props to him, man. Yeah. I just – I think part of me, I was bitter from having a couple bucks on him back at the Genesis and thought he was going to win, win me a whole bunch of cash, and he didn't. But – Good for Sam Burns. Um, How about this uh, PGA Tour odds boost on FanDuel? I know you don't have FanDuel, but plus plus 350. I mean, if you want to join tonight, just <laughs> holler at me, get a little bonus. Um, <laughs> plus 350, to- Justin Thomas, Sander Shoffley, or Tony Finau to be the top U.S. player at Wells Fargo. Ooh. That could That is a pretty good bet. All three or one of the three? One of them. So they don't top US player of the tournament. Ooh, that's how much? What's the bonus? What's the boost? Plus three fifty. It's a pretty good boost. Yeah, that's not bad. Usually it's like plus a hundred. Right. That's the only thing. DraftKings doesn't do a lot of golf boosts. They do basketball, baseball. They threw like a twenty five percent boost at me today. They don't yeah, do they, a lot of golf. Yeah, boosts. they don't give you much in the golf. Yeah, that's why I do. Yet. That's why occasionally I'll do a boost and a few winning picks on um, FanDuel, and then I use DraftKings to do some because they have a little bit better odds mm-hmm. for winners. So then I'll put in most of my winners on DraftKings and uh, do a little top twenty. And now I'm going to get in some straights bets before I get a bet. <laughs> straight <laughs> forecast. It's all are, about the straight forecast. Those are yeah, silly. I'll give you a couple straight. Let me let me pull those straight. Here we go. Let me give you a couple straight forecasts real quick. Hold on. Uh, straight forecast. I mean, it's all like the top guys. And they have – so you got down at the bottom at plus 36,000, McElroy Hovland or Hovland McElroy. I mean, if you're going to make the bet, you got to make it both ways <clears throat> because then you're, you're going to make money either way. Right. Um, so which means I should go ahead and make the 
I think I made the Shoffley Hovland, so I should make the Hovland Shoffley. Although they don't have that one. Oh yeah, they do. So I should make that bet. Um, they got DeChambeau. DeChambeau, love it. Yeah, <laughs> Freudian slip there. DeChambeau and McElroy or McElroy DeChambeau, Rom McElroy. Um, they got Hovland Rom. They like Hovland a lot. Yeah. Um, their top couple are Rom Thomas, Thomas Rom. Um, DeChambeau's in there. Shoffley. They got Hovland all over from top to bottom though. I need to make that other bet on the uh, Shoffley Hovland. I got to flip it around so that way a dollar will secure me a couple 325 bucks. That'd be Either sick. Way, that'd be One silly. of these straights hits, it'd be like hitting a massive parlay. That'd be oh, fun. I got giddy. So our local, our local uh, sports talk, the sports junkies, every Friday they do their, um, their they started doing the parlays. They all throw in a bet. And their goal is they all throw in a dollar or two dollars. Last week they took a couple listeners, and then if they hit the parlay, they split the money, which I think is great. So it's cool. Like it, it's it's good radio because I like to hear the bets. Now they do it on FanDuel. I'm doing it on DraftKings. So I literally I'm at work, like rewinding and listening, and I'm writing them all down. And I made all the same bets except for the Wizards bet because I couldn't find the Wizards bet how they had mm-hmm. it. So I made another bet. I went. I think I went three and three for the weekend, but didn't win. I've only hit one parlay of the ones that I've done. Most of my parlays are all baseball bets, but I don't know. Just they are hard to hit. Parlays are tough. Yeah, if you can hit it, like I told you, I hit a parlay on the run line, three run lines for baseball, which I don't think are too hard to pick. But like I picked the Orioles today to in a parlay. They won the game, but they didn't they didn't cover because. I think one of the guys threw a no hitter, so I don't even know what the score was, but they didn't mm-hmm. cover. So, but yeah, they're hard. They're hard. To, they're hard to hit. So, but uh, but man, good luck this weekend. It's yeah, you too. Time. You too, moonshine. We just got to keep getting up and down, man. Get up and down. Let's go, Ricky. Ricky Fowler for Let's the go, win Ricky. at Wells Fargo. Ricky. Ricky. To next week, brother. To next week.